Welcome to Two and a Half Sportsmen, a sports comedy podcast hosted by Jordan Pomaville, Joel Anderson, and your sports outsider, Phil Ranta. Let's get it on. And now it's time for another Sports Throughout History! Bum, 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 bum. Brought to you by the History Channel. Now we'll have to go 100 years in the future because we've done all the programming. <laughs> this week, the 18th hole of the 1999 PGA Championship. 18th hole. Of 18th this is a, hole. This is one of the most specific sports throughout histories. Yes, it is. This, of course, being the hole that they were playing when Y2K started. Uh, which, of course, we remember completely zapped all of the frameworks. So it it lasted for three months while they tried to get uh, to get the mainframe back up uh, after after it ended. <laughs> what? Huh. No, I'm kidding. Of course, this is this is the hole of golf that Prince wrote the song "Party Like It's 1999" about. Really? I no. thought that song was about tennis. <laughs> also, yeah. Also, not true. Uh, but it is one of the most classic holes in golf for a variety of different reasons. I think I'm just going to explain what happened to you guys, and I think you understand why it's so specific. Okay. This, sorry, this is the PGA Championship? Yeah, the 1999 PGA Championship. Okay, why'd you say it like Christian Slater? <laughs> the 1999 PGA Championship. <laughs> Come on, Robin Hood. Yeah, there we go. Good. That was a deep cut for you, Joel. Yeah. I'm very proud. I, I used to love that movie. <clears throat> yeah. Jean... Most people would go with, like, Heathers, but not you, man. Yeah. Not you. So the golfer in question is one Jean Vandeveld. Oh, Jean or, Vandeveld. Or Gene. You never know. <laughs> right. Or Prisoner 24601. Yeah. Right. Uh, but he uh, was on his way to winning... Uh, arriving at the 18th tee, needing only a double bogey six to become the first Frenchman since Arnaud Massy in 1907 to win a major golf tournament. Ah. He had played error-free golf for much of the week and had birdied the 18th hole in the two previous rounds. Okay, so he's he's looking pretty good. Yeah, he definitely is. Other thing... Uh, no, and then this is, and previously, upon arriving on the 18th hole of major tournaments, uh, Frenchmen were in the habit of surrendering to the nearest German golfer. Uh, but by some quirk <laughs> this year, no Germans made the, the tournament final. So everyone's like, oh, this is, this has actually got a chance this time. That's a go. stroke of luck. That's that a stroke really of luck. Is. I want to, I want to just give, a, a, offer one correction there, uh, Joel. There was a period at Augusta, where, where it didn't happen, it's known as Vichy Augusta. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't, it was a collaboration, it was not a surrender. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I, I do remember. It was like, oh, look, the Frenchman won. But really, you knew it wasn't. Right. Anyway, so Jean Vandeveld, uh, or it might be pronounced Jean, uh, needed only a six, <laughs> uh, or in non-golf parlance, uh, something other than a massive fuck up. Can, right, he just couldn't have a meltdown. Yeah, do, do, do you get that, Phil? Do you understand what I'm saying as a sports outsider here? I know you. Yeah, might he not... just he can't he just can't fuck up. 
Yeah. Phil knows golf, right? Phil, you you know golf. Yeah, I've I've been known to hit around the old titleist. Yeah, so like, you know, for a professional golfer, a six is one of those like, boy, as long as I don't decapitate myself with this swing, I'll shoot a five. Sure. Uh, yeah. So he uh, arrives there, and his first choice, he's like, hey, do I want to play it safe by taking an easy shot onto the fairway with an iron? Uh, no need of going going for the green in two, even though he birdied it the last two holes. Uh, you could just lay it up and, and be that much more certain that you're not going to do the one thing that could ruin your chances here. Right. This seems like good advice that maybe his caddy could have given him. Right? It's also, it's it's essentially the decision at the climactic scene of the, the Ron Shelton movie, Cup. Tin Cup. Yes. There we go. Uh, yeah. Ron, See, I know sports. Yeah. Ron Shelton, a favorite of the podcast. Uh, this is a classic scene. Uh, and in classic fashion, Vanderveld reaches for the big stick. Ooh. That's right. Pulls out the driver. Says, I'm going to be as anti-Frenchman as I possibly can. And he's going to go big or go home. He's he's going to try and birdie this puppy, even though all he has to do is not fuck it up. So you think maybe he's in his head a little bit about a Frenchman stereotype? Probably. Yeah, you might have to assume that he's like, you know, what what about us? You know, trying to... And, and what he's trying to do here is he wants to dunk on him. Like he's trying to posturize all the rest of golf. Right. He wants to he wants to he wants to go down swinging, so to speak. He wants to well not yeah. go down swinging, but he wants to make it without a doubt. I didn't play it safe. See, it's I, I you know, I'd like to make this a true daily double, right? Alex. It's funny you say that, Jordan, because I'm sure he didn't think of it as I'd like to go down swinging. What with his five-stroke lead in the 18th hole. Uh but yes, uh, uh so what he then proceeded to do uh was to miss like a lot. Uh, so Jordan, uh, he did hit, uh, he did hit land. So that's a good news in golf. Uh, unfortunately mm-hmm. the land, uh, was on the 17th hole. Oh, oh <laughs> Yeah. It'll be. Uh, so. Did he hit it behind him? No, no, but it, it carried the wrong direction. And I believe it landed in like the fairway for the 17th, uh, because the course like looped around. Uh, so fortunately, having a second shot following his wayward drive, uh, Vandeveld, uh, he goes for his two iron, uh, in an attempt to get it onto the green. Once again, rather than simply laying it up onto the fairway and then making a nice, easy chip shot onto the green, you two putt, you're the PGA champion, you know, easy day. No, he goes two iron. He's going to go right onto the green with this one. Yeah, so this would be the the well I'm due approach, like the the let's throw good money after bad here. I'm pretty sure I can correct this massive fuck up by pursuing the logic that led to the fuck up even more aggressively. Uh oh, yeah, what we call the the uh, business error. Yes, All right. Don't lean into your issues. You gotta uh, lean into the good stuff. Yeah. Right? But in this case, it works out because he did, in fact, uh, make the green on this shot. Yeah, oh, make gosh. that money. Just kidding. That that would not. It wouldn't be the sports throughout history if that's what actually happened. He hit the grandstand. Oh, oh God! Well, now I feel lied to. No, had 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 the ball landed and stayed in the grandstand, he would have had a drop, taken a stroke penalty, no harm, no foul. 
But it didn't do that. It ricocheted into a stone wall and bounced 50 yards backwards. Oof. So, so, so he couldn't take a drop then? Nope, couldn't take a drop. Oh. Now, even from here, could have played it onto the fairway, wedged onto the green uh, with a fourth and two putted for the win. So he's still, he's on his fourth stroke now, yeah. is that correct? Yeah, so he's, okay. uh, uh, no, he's on his third stroke, uh, because he, you know, fir- first one onto the 17th, second one off the grandstand and the stone wall, but now okay. with his third, he can go onto the fairway, fourth onto the green, two putt for victory, uh, and the Frenchman wins. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah, uh, there was. Definitely a chance, but the third shot uh, does not go as planned. So, so third shot, very much like the first and the second shot in that way. Uh, so instead of finding the green, uh, he lands in the thick rough. Uh, now the ball comes up just short of the water that fronts the green, known in Scotland as a burn. Sick burn. Burn. Uh, but more commonly, as a crick, or river, or stream. Uh, so now... Water hazard. <laughs> That's what we call it in yeah. America. The drink. Yeah, it's in the, get, the, get the ball in the drink. Yeah, uh, and so to be clear here, he goes into the rough, and the ball sort of goes out onto the water, but it's sitting on, like, some matted vegetation, right? So he's mm. laid three in the water. He gets him thinking, you know what? I can take this shot. Uh, so he takes off his shoes and his socks. And if you oh gosh, now now I remember this. Yes, Uh-oh, I've look seen out this for clip gators. before. And so you have to remember this is <laughs> this is leading up to the third shot, and this is on international television, and is also basically, I mean, not in front of thousands of spectators. The ball has gone everywhere, but in front of the spectators at this point. But they're all craning their necks, presumably, to try and see what's happening with this poor man who's uh, appeared to decide to just self, self-immolate <laughs> on the 18th hole. Yikes. I remember, and I don't know if you're going to cover this, Joel, but I remember when watching this clip, the announcers uh, being baffled at what he was doing. Yes! In terms of taking his shoes off to go into the water to hit it. Pretty like, much. Oh, Why? Why is he doing yeah, this? Pretty much every oh. everyone was baffled by what he was doing. Uh, and well, in why end, would he do it? Well, uh, uh, this is a great question, Jordan. Uh, Jordan God complex. Yeah, uh. this is it's it's uh, the best we can say. It must have something to do with him being French because that's the trait that we keep leaning on here. <laughs> got it. Got it. I do not like to wear my shoes. Yeah, but so uh, so yeah. Yeah, that old chestnut. So maybe, yeah, maybe he was just sort of like, you know what? My feet are hot. I'm freaking out here. Let me just air them out a bit, calm down some, and then finish this whole like like we should. Uh, so at this point, after he decides not to try and play the shot, because I also think like the matted vegetation gave way a little bit and the ball sank further. And he's like, okay, we're not going to do this. <laughs> so he starts putting his shoes and his socks back on, which by the way. So wait, he didn't. So he didn't do it? No. He took him off, got ready to do it, <laughs> then thought God, better That's even it. better. That's even better. Yeah. That's sad. And so, first of all, uh, I don't know if you guys are the same way as I am, but have you ever, like, been in that situation where it's like, oh, shit, I didn't like, realize we were leaving right now, 
Uh, or you're at like at the airport and it's like, oh God, I got to get my shoes and socks back on without getting in the way of these hundreds of people trying to make their flights. Uh, Every how do you, time. What, that you is take terrible off your anxiety. shoes at the airport? Oh, oh, for security. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. I mean, no, I, oh. I get the worst anxiety when that happens. Yeah. So I feel like I'm being rushed. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Imagine, fly private. imagine Vandeveld here putting his shoes and socks back on to finish this hole. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of people watching him in person and on television. Yeah, as people are like at the tee being like, hurry up or let us play through. <laughs> yeah. At this point, yeah, it's 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 like the, the club president who scheduled the first uh the first game after the tournament finishes. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, so he's he's still not out of it though, right? So at this point he's taking a drop. Uh where she could get Onto the green and two putt for a playoff. Uh, but again, the rough uh, is an issue. And so his fifth shot comes up short in the greenside bunker. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so the bunker, uh, you know, the history of this, Phil, would be that uh, throughout World War II, uh, a lot of combat took place on uh, golf courses. And so they sure. dug in a lot of these foxholes that wound up becoming a permanent part of the, uh, the play here. Hey, it's uh, believable as anything else you ever say. How fun. What a fun thing to learn. <laughs> yeah. No, I think uh, it's some other reason. I also made that up. I've been doing a lot of that, and I'm sorry. But in No, truth, it's fine. I, I know that they put those in to make uh, g- golf holes more difficult. Yeah. So that that's more fun. But Vandeveld, uh, he gets out of the bunker uh, and blasts it to six feet, uh, a putt that he's going to need to sink for his triple bogey seven that will allow him to make the playoff with the two other golfers who are presumably watching this and feeling quite fortunate. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because my favorite ska band is Triple Bogey 7. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good name. Uh, yeah. And if, if he misses, he'd have to putt for his quadruple bogey 8, uh, which would mean that he'd, he'd be out of it. Uh, yeah. And so he makes the putt, uh, and I think he, like, fist pumps. He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah. <laughs> Sight! Going to the playoff! Trying to psych himself up for it. Uh, at this point, Paul Laurie has made up 10 strokes with his final round 66. Uh, probably didn't see himself going into a playoff, but here he is. Uh, the four-hole aggregate was then played over the final uh, four holes. <laughs> I don't know if you guys would have predicted that, but that's what happened. Uh, Laurie it's and- weird that like every tournament has a different playoff yeah. thing. That's like very yeah. weird. Uh, golf is one I still can't imagine myself getting into, but uh, Laurie and Leonard, bogey the 15th, window of opportunity? Alas, no, Vandeveld double bogeys the 15th. All three players bogey the 16th hole. Laurie and Vandeveld uh, birdied the 17th, uh, which means Laurie took a one shot lead into the final hole. Uh, Scotsman birdied the hole. Why Lori, uh, Leonard and Vandeveld both bogeyed. And of course, Vandeveld bogeying here, you got to understand, way better than the last time he did. People don't focus enough on, you know, incremental improvement, but to bogey. He really nailed it the second yeah, time. Yeah, he shaved three strokes off his, his last time in that hole. That's a Yikes. lot of strokes. But Lori wins and Vandeveld uh goes on to go down for one of the biggest failures in the history of professional golf, and that would be the 18th hole 
of the 1999 PGA Championship. And this has been another Spots Throughout History! Bum, 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 bum. Brought to you by the History Channel. This segment was so long that the beginning of it is ancient history. That's our show. Email us at two and a half sportsmen at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at SportsmanPod or check out all of our episodes on any of those major podcast platforms. <laughs>